Well, the men's tournament run came to a very decisive ending earlier this week. Women's tournament run is just starting as they kick off NCAA tourney play today against Charlotte in Assembly Hall. This is going to be a really fun weekend and hopefully a really fun march for these women. Let's preview today's matchup. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? A special Saturday episode, maybe for the third week running. Uh, This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, recaps, and previews. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day. Uh, especially your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Premiere the episodes there daily at 7 a.m. It's a Saturday episode because we have not talked about the women's basketball team at all this week amidst all the craziness of Selection Sunday, the play-in game, and IU's game against St. Mary's. The women's team kind of took a back seat, and it's not fair to them. They, they're they the better basketball team, to be honest. So uh, I, I needed to do a Saturday episode to preview this game. They have our undivided attention for the rest of their tournament run. So we will dive into what to expect from them this weekend. Before that, though, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, before we dive into the tournament, Grace Berger had a couple of awards uh, this week. She was named both honorable uh, all, honorable mention for the Associated Press All-American team and the U.S. Basketball Writers Association uh, All-American team as well. So big shout outs to her, uh, a pair of All-American honorable mentions. Listen, it is wild to even think of IU having a women's basketball player in the All-American conversation, one that's coming back as well. I don't know that we ever actually mentioned that on the show, but Grace Berger will be back next season. Um, But we're not talking about next season yet. This season is going to be uh, going to have a really fun conclusion, I think. For those that missed it, don't remember with all the craziness that has gone on with uh, the men's tournament women's selection show was on Sunday as well. It was later in the evening. Hoosiers are a three seed, uh, as is the case with any uh, top four seed. They will be hosting in Bloomington over these next uh, three days. Three seed taking on the 14 seed Charlotte. We'll talk more about that specifically across from them in the bracket. Kentucky and Princeton. We'll talk more about uh, an interesting quote from Kentucky later on in this show as well. Uh, else, Their bracket is the, the bracket of death, basically. It is, there were some interesting choices made. NC State is the one seed in that bracket. Uh, a team the Hoosiers played earlier in the year in Assembly Hall, came up short in that one. Very much a beatable team uh, for Indiana. The two seed is UConn who is only a two seed because of injuries, specifically to Paige Becker. That one's going to be daunting. And the should IU or anyone advanced 
uh, to the Sweet 16. It is in Bridgeport, Connecticut, a home game for UConn as the two seed against one seed NC State, potentially, whoever it's going to be. That's a home game for UConn. You can make of that what you wish, but it seems interesting, an interesting decision to say the least. Uh, other uh, notable teams in this bracket, uh, we mentioned the Hoosiers as a three seed. Notre Dame is a five seed in this bracket. IUPUI is a 13 seed. Oklahoma, a four seed that came in really hot. Um, so really a loaded bracket uh, that is going to be daunting, to say the least, for the Hoosiers to, I mean, listen, their goal is to make the Final Four. They got to the Elite Eight last year, and now they want to take that next step to the Final Four. But to call it daunting is almost an understatement. South Carolina comes into this as the uh, favorite to win the tournament. Not shocking. These are your future odds, futures odds for Bet Online. South Carolina at seven to four odds. The second favorite, according to Vegas, UConn, a two seed, at seven to two odds. Again, they're only a two seed because of injuries, and that's kind of how, how their resume shaked out, uh, shook out. Excuse me. Um, they're the the second favorite. Stanford, uh, a team the Hoosiers saw earlier in the year, 19-4 to is third. NC State in the bracket with IU, 10-1 to as a fourth favorite. You start looking further down. Arizona, who the Hoosiers lost to in the Elite Eight last year, they're 33-1 to to win the title. Iowa, who the Hoosiers are happy to not have to see until much, much, much further down the road, they're 40-1. to as is Maryland, a team the Hoosiers have beaten twice this year. Uh, they are 40 to 1 to win the tournament, and Indiana is 50 to 1. I imagine I, Indiana, I think, is safe to say on par at the very least with Maryland. Indiana has a hell of a lot tougher road than pretty much anybody. Uh, there, whoever comes out of that, that bracket, that bottom part, um, that region is going to be going to have been tested to the absolute limits, I would imagine. So it's going to be a tough, a tough couple weeks, hopefully, that this Hoosier basketball team is going to be in contention. It's going to start off, though, with a game against Charlotte today, this afternoon, um, Saturday afternoon. Hopefully you guys are listening to this Saturday morning. So let's look a little bit more into the Charlotte team specifically, see what the Hoosiers have in store for them. Before we do that, you guys hear me talk about them all the time. Built Bar is the key to keeping your New Year's resolutions this year. I know if you're like me, this is about the time of year you give up on them. Uh, going to the gym isn't fun anymore. Eating right isn't enjoyable anymore. You really miss those candy bars. That's what Built Bar is here for. They taste exactly like candy bars, but they are protein bars and they are delicious. They're not like your mom and dad's protein bars that are chewy, chalky, waxy, hard to swallow, just not enjoyable. You eat them because you have to, not because you enjoy them. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They contain high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs. Uh, they have so many flavors. They're, they're, their kind of policy is let's make it tasty and then let's figure out how to make it good for you. 
you have mint brownie, coconut, raspberry, cookies and cream, uh, everything in between. If you think a flavor might be enjoyable, Built Bar's probably made it. Uh, they have limited time flavors coming out all the time as well. So head on over to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order today. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hoosiers have had quite a bit of time off uh, since their last game, about two weeks. Just kind of the odd nature of um, women's basketball. It's actually exactly two weeks since they last played. Well, excuse me, 13 days. They played on Sunday uh, in the Big Ten championship game. Had the entirety of what is men's kind of championship week off. And have had the entirety of this week off as the men's NCAA tournament kicks off. So. This is a lot of rest for a Hoosiers team that needed it. We saw what happened in the Big Ten tournament when they simply had about four or five days off to get right, to rest, to let their bodies heal, and head into the Big Ten tournament and make a run that secured them a spot to host these tournament games coming up. So now they'll have quite a bit of time off before they take on Charlotte at 1.30 p.m. this afternoon. It'll be an assembly hall. It'll be on ESPN2. You guys know about IU. Uh, you should. This is a, a deep uh, in terms of everybody in the starting five uh, IU team that super talented. When it comes to Charlotte, the Niners are 22-9 and nine overall. They won the Conference USA tournament over Louisiana Tech 59-53. to uh, the MVP of that tournament was Octavia Jet Wilson uh, for Charlotte. She was also the Conference USA Player of the Year. They also have the Defensive Player of the Year in the conference, Kiki McKinney, uh, a 6'1 forward that um, the Niners really have two forwards, so I, one of them is going to be on Mackenzie Holmes. Wouldn't be surprised if it's McKinney, but we will see kind of how that shakes out. Um, the Niners, though, are not a big team. 6-1 forward is uh, about as big as they get. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they match up with Mackenzie Holmes. Uh, we're going to talk more about her Holmes here in a bit. But head coach Kara Consuerga, I butchered that name. I am sorry. She was the coach of the year, though. Uh, this is their first trip to the NCAA tournament. Since 2008-09, they had some interesting quotes uh, after the Conference USA uh, tournament, after they'd secured their spot in the tournament, after they're named in the selection show, everything like that. Uh, head coach said, we are excited to be in the tournament. It wasn't necessarily about what our seed was or where we, are, we were going. It was about the chance to play on and represent Charlotte. There were a couple different quotes like that. I, I don't want to read all of them. But in doing research about this team, it struck me. It was interesting because I think you can think of this as two ways. You can think of this as Charlotte's just kind of happy to be here. Their goal was to make the tournament mission accomplished. And now you kind of, it, you, you don't play with that same type of hunger once you accomplish your mission. Not... Not always, because you are you also could look at this as they're playing pressure-free. 
They have accomplished their goal. They are playing with house money. And now they have nothing to lose. And that's absolutely going to be their mindset, that they have nothing to lose because they don't. They're the team coming into Assembly Hall, getting a chance to go up against a top 25 Indiana team in their first NCAA tournament appearance in over a decade. They absolutely have nothing to lose. So it'll just be interesting to see how this Charlotte team approaches this. Uh, will it be a team playing pressure-free? Will it be a team kind of just happy to be there? It's a veteran group, very much a veteran group, uh, a group that has been around for a while and led by a couple standout players that we'll, we'll touch on here in a minute. These two teams have actually played once before. Um, <laughs> it was in 2009 at the Junkaroo Jam in the Bahamas. What an amazing name <laughs> for a tournament. It was on November 27th, so kind of one of those Thanksgiving time, holiday time tournaments. The Junkaroo Jam is, bring it back. I it, it may still exist. I'm not sure. I want it around. I want the Junkaroo Jam is such an amazing name for a, a tournament. The Hoosiers were in the Bahamas uh, as well this year. It was, I don't believe it was called the Junkaroo Jam, but IU won that game at 72 to 61 back in 09. That is the only meeting between these two teams. So uh, I wouldn't expect these two teams have played each other. Um, and be an interesting second meeting for it to come in the NCAA tournament. We're going to look a little closer at this Charlotte team, uh, statistically who is going to be the ones to watch, and then take a couple look at or take a look at some things the Hoosiers are going to need to do uh, to come away with victory. Some things to keep an eye on. First, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. There is no line out on Bet Online for this game yet. Hoosiers are going to be favored by quite a bit, I think. Uh, this is as winning the conference is one thing, Conference USA, but this is a really, really good Indiana team that was one of the best teams in the Big Ten for most of the season. So there is no line out yet. I think it'll be double digits when it comes out, but. You guys can head on over to betonline.net to find out that line because it's that time of year again with college basketball tournaments finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino games head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts the charlotte team as we mentioned led by conference usa player of the year octavia jet wilson averaged 19.1 points per game shot 34 percent from the three-point line but she is going to hoist them uh, she attempted 143 in 31 games, so not shy, four and a half attempts per game. Only shot 38% from the field, though. She is uh, she's everything for this team, attempting 15 shots a game. 
So you can bet Nicole Cardano Hillary is going to be on her uh, from the jump on this one. Michaela Boykin uh, is the only other player averaging double figures in scoring. She is averaging 13.3 points per game for Charlotte. Uh, she is a transfer from Duke, though, so someone with uh, some high-level college basketball experience uh, averages 5.5 rebounds as well. One of the, uh, despite being 5'9", one of the team's top rebounders. Jada McMillan is third on the team in scoring at 8.6 points. Uh, Kiki that we mentioned earlier, Kiki McKinney, uh, she only averages 6.2 points per game. Uh, but she does pull down 8.1 rebounds, which is why I think she's going to be the one defending Holmes. She has 71 blocks in 31 games. You're looking at over two blocks per game, so it's going to be an interesting challenge for McKenzie in this one. Their other forward is Melina Williams, also a six-footer who is averaging seven points and 4.7 rebounds per game. Uh, they don't go crazy deep. There are six players that have played all 31 games, and then it gets a bit sparse from there on out. So not unlike the Hoosiers, who also do not go very deep. Although, that, as we've mentioned all season, that's one of the silver linings of them, um, of McKenzie Holmes' injury, is that they've built more depth, there's more reliable players, but they still do not go that deep. Looking at their schedule, uh, the Niners have only played one ranked team all year. It was Iowa State at the Gulf Coast Showcase. Uh, it was number 13 Iowa State that beat them by uh, 16 points. They The only times they've played kind of high major teams, North Carolina, Wake Forest, uh, West Virginia, they've lost every one of those games. So... This is this is a team that was able to run through the conference, but um, they they've struggled when they faced uh, bigger opponents. They're fifteen and three in conference play, which means they were seven and six outside of the conference. So we're talking about a, a sixty-three point loss to North Carolina, six point loss to Wake. We mentioned a sixteen point loss to Iowa State. They did beat St. John's, but then they lost by eleven. To West Virginia. So IU is going to be favored in this one for good reason. What to watch for in this game then? A lot of this, a lot of the focus is going to be on McKenzie Holmes because if IU is going to make serious noise in the NCAA tournament, McKenzie Holmes has to be back to her best. And she showed flashes of it. McKenzie has mentioned this. She's aware of what they need of her. Um, but if IU is going to compete with the Yukons, compete with the NC States, look for a final four spot, they need McKenzie Holmes to be at her best. Now, when she first returned, she wasn't able to practice a ton. Uh, they kind of had to throw her in the deep end out of necessity. Uh, and they had to keep her minutes kind of limited. Uh, we saw at the end of the regular season, she struggled, had a couple days off, looked much better in the Big Ten tournament, still had limited minutes, uh, 
But that Maryland game specifically started to really look like her old self. Now, having two weeks off for Mackenzie Holmes has to be a great thing because you would imagine at this point she's healed up almost completely. She's been able to rehab, been able to build up that endurance. There's nothing like playing in a game and kind of building up your conditioning there. But I would imagine she's going to be much, much improved. Be interesting to see if she's even on a minutes restriction now. They were only playing here kind of 90-second, two-minute intervals uh, during the Big Ten tournament. That's what Coach Morin said. So be interesting to see how much, if any, kind of restriction she is under. The home crowd is going to be a big factor. Listen, they are hosting NCAA tournament games. You have no excuse not to be there. I am going to try to get down there myself from Indianapolis. If you're in Indianapolis, in the Bloomington area, anywhere around Bloomington, tickets are crazy cheap. They were $15 when I last looked. Get to Bloomington, sell that place out, give these women the home crowd they deserve. Make that a home court advantage. They fought so hard to get to be able to host games. Make it worthwhile. Make this a home court advantage. Make it a memorable weekend. The last thing it's going to be interesting to see, it's something the, the Hoosiers have kind of dealt with all season, but being the chased versus the chaser, throughout the year, they have kind of went from being the up-and-comer to being one of the favorites. And they handled it pretty well for most of the season. I would say the reason they were slipping up at the end of the, the regular season was more just they were the they were taxed physically more than anything else. They handled it well. They they handled that that shift in mentality well. It's going to be different now come the tournament, though, because last year they were the kind of plucky upstart underdog a bit that caught people off guard and uh, shocks an NC State, goes toe-to-toe with an Arizona, nearly makes the Final Four. Now... They that's that kind of comes with hosting the NCAA tournament. These people are going to your gym so they know who public enemy number one is. Uh, and Charlotte's going to know it. And in the other game, Kentucky and Princeton are going to know it. Kentucky, look, there's a rematch looming there. If Kentucky is able to take care of Princeton, we'll talk about in a second. There is a really big IU versus Kentucky rematch there. The two teams played much, much earlier in the season back on November 14th, and IU whooped them, 88-67. to McKenzie Holmes had 29 points in that game. Grace Berger had 19, Allie Patberg 16. They took them to the woodshed. Ryan Howard for Kentucky, she's going to be one of the top picks in the WNBA draft this year, most likely. She had 23 points in that game. Now, she was asked just her thoughts on potentially – meeting IU. They have a game against Princeton still. Her thoughts on potentially meeting IU, what that could mean. This is her quote. Quote, we are going to win. If we get there, we're going to win. It's simple as that. Buddy, if you don't think that was plastered on the bulletin board right away, uh, you, you better believe it. Here's the thing. Kentucky probably isn't going to be favored against Princeton. Despite Kentucky being a six seed, winning the SEC, running through the SEC tournament, and upsetting South Carolina at the final hurdle. Princeton is 
really good this year. I believe they have four losses. They're coming into this game with something like a an 11 or 13 game winning streak. They haven't lost since the end of December. Princeton is going to give them one heck of a game. So I'm recording this uh, at after Kentucky's men's team lost to St. Peter's. There's a decent chance Kentucky's men's and women's basketball team come away with zero wins in the NCAA tournament, which would be just mm, chef's kiss for those not watching on video. That is, That would be beautiful. So I just want to put that out there, that that quote was said, and there's a good chance Kentucky won't even win. But we'll be back on Monday, assuming IU takes care of Charlotte. We'll be back on Monday to recap that game and preview Whatever the uh, round of 32 game, whoever the opponent is, we'll be able to preview that on Monday because that game will take place on Monday night. So thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back then on Monday. Thanks for uh, listening to the special Saturday episode. Now make your second listen, the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker Bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love this week, guys. I mentioned it on the yesterday's show. You guys shattered records this week in terms of downloads. So really, I cannot thank you enough. You guys have been amazing this whole season, starting way back in August with the football season through March Madness. You guys have been amazing, so thank you for that. Make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great weekend. Have a great Saturday. Go Hoosiers and LEO.